You're listening to The Big Iron Buzz. Welcome to our latest episode of The Big Iron Buzz, where each week we'll bring you the latest news and trends in the ag, real estate, and used equipment markets. This podcast is brought to you by Big Iron Auctions and Big Iron Realty, rural America's premier online unreserved auction site, bringing you rural connections, respected values, and real deals. I'm Drew Dolezal. I'm the host of today's show, and today I have Mark Stock with me, co-CEO here at Big Iron Auctions. Mark, how have you and your family been weathering the quarantine and this whole deal with the COVID? What's the Stock family been doing to pass the time? Well, I've got a college student now at home, and I've got uh, a high school student and a junior high student. Uh, They haven't had school since that day in March, and, um, you know, all of their events have been canceled. The only thing they do now is communicate via their Snapchat and their TikTok and their little (laughs) video games that they're playing all the time. I don't know how all that works. I didn't have that when I was growing up. I was just told to get outside. When I was their age, I had one channel, and that was ABC, and we didn't even know that NBC and CBS existed until I went to college. But anyway, uh, so we, j- we got to keep them occupied, and I've got a 16-year-old boy. You know, he likes to be out working on machinery, and he's I think he's out running a sprayer today, believe it or not. And then he comes home, and he does his homework at night because they still have a full schedule of classroom activities. Uh, they just adjusted their hours differently because he said, geez, I'd rather be spraying when the sun's shining. I'll do my homework in the evenings. And then my college student, uh, you know, she was on a foreign exchange uh, college deal, which was really a bad deal because she was in Europe and she came home early and she was still going to be in Europe until the end of May. And they had all kinds of events, you know, planned that she gets to miss out on. and, And that's kind of a sad deal, but... You know, she's still doing her colleging and stuff, too. So um, I'm like a lot of people. I do a lot of working from home. I get out a couple days a week, you know, to, to help on the farm. You know, it's just me and my boy, and we're living in the same house together. So uh, we're not spreading anything there. And, of course, social distancing is a big part of what we do now. I've been on a couple runs helping some people list some machinery. And, uh, you know, we just drive in separate vehicles, and we stay away from each other, and we meet with the seller across the hood of a pickup and um, take pictures individually. And one of us is driving while the other one's shooting the video footage because I like to do that once in a while because, you know, we have to do do what uh, we ask all of our people that work in our organization know how to do. So that way we can walk the walk and talk the talk. So it's important to do that stuff in my opinion. But, um, you know, we're doing what everybody else is doing. We're, We're getting by. We're surviving. We're hoping it ends sooner than later, uh, you know, but we all have to have that comfort level here because there's a lot of fear going on out there right now, a fear of, geez, geez, do I get in an airplane again? And right now, I just saw a stat on one of them real early morning programs that said 85% of Americans won't get on an airplane right now. And what's it going to take for them to get on an airplane? I know what would make me comfortable. I mean, give me a shot in the arm that says I'm now immune from it. Or tell me that there is a drug out there that if I do catch it, uh, I'm administered that drug and I have a 99.99999% chance of surviving. So those are the things I think that's going to take to get everybody back to comfortable comfortable again. But we need to get America open back up. we got to have people going to work. We can't live inside these boxes. Uh, and even though I know we're surrounded by our family and everything, you, you have to have some sort of feeling of worth. And 
there's there, uh, even though you know being with your family is the most important worth but you still got to spread your wings yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, well, the title of today's podcast is Taking Stock of Your Assets, and it's probably kind of timely right now based on what we've um, seen happen to commodity prices in the past few weeks. Um, a lot of people in ag could use an influx of cash right now to keep their operations in good standing. So from a equipment perspective, how can farmers or somebody who has equipment use unused equipment to their advantage? Well, I know that a lot of people, they don't think about selling anything until they need a little jingle in the pocket, right? Uh, most of the time they say the reason I'm not selling it is because it's paid for and it isn't hurting anything sitting in the back of the shed or in that row of equipment that's parked outside. I know we've seen a dramatic drop in our commodity prices and there are still a lot of people that have grain in their bins and it's really tough to haul corn into town when it's you know, at your local elevator, it's $2.70 or 280 cents, or an ethanol plant that's just a little over $3, but they don't even want it much anymore because they're not even open. So we've, we've had the same conversation, even when times are good, you always have to be looking at the items of equipment in your inventory that you don't use anymore, and you need to figure out ways of replacing that with something that you can either A, use, or B, that you can use the money in a better way than just keeping it in that piece of iron that's not doing anything for you. So if you just want it to sit there, unless it's a collector piece or unless it's a sentimental piece, you know, something that grandma and grandpa had and that you had or something you restored when you were in high school or maybe it was the first tractor you ever bought and you want to pass that down to your kids so... They pass it down to their kid, which unfortunately a lot of times, you know, when people pass away, it usually ends right there and it gets sold. We've seen that happen a lot. But, you know, selling equipment that you're not using and to replace that with something that you could use or just to use it to free up some cash or pay down some bills um, is something that I think a lot of people are looking at. I know we've got a lot of folks that may have bought some things that they wanted to have some fun with. And now they're having to make those decisions. Geez, do I keep that? Or how do I get myself through making this upcoming land payment or this rent payment? Uh, a lot of times, you know, we tell people, well, if you got that extra item that you're not using and you sell it, that's one thing that's nice about the online auction platform on Big Iron. We're selling equipment every week year-round. If you sell the one you've got, and I know you know what kind of shape it's in, in six months you need, you wish you had it back, you can buy one just like it. You know, six months yeah. later, you can you can buy something. It may not be this exact same year. May, may be in better shape or in worse shape than the one you had, but you can always buy it, something that you could use, even if it's something you sold that you weren't using. I know a lot of people, folks, that buy a combine in uh, August, and they use it through harvest, and they sell it in December or January because they don't want to have that high-dollar piece of machinery in their asset inventory. You know, a combine is a high-dollar maintenance machine, and it depreciates fast. So if they buy it in August, they use it for whatever acres they use it on. They keep their heads. Most times they keep their corn head and they keep their flex head. But they just get a different combine every August and sell it in December. And um, the, the amount of money that they have tied up in interest after borrowing that money for that machine is only for four or five months. And then they cash out. And if they do that and they divide the amount of the 
difference in depreciation, and sometimes it actually sells for the same or more money. I know you have to pay a little bit of commission, a little advertising cost, but there's an expense to having everything. But if you divide that cost by the number of acres that a lot of farmers are running, it's cheaper than renting and cheaper than owning. So it's just something people need to always take into consideration. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about land. How could uh, somebody leverage their real estate to help with their cash flow? Well, you know, land is something that I always tell people you should hold on to your land as long as you can because you can sell a tractor and buy a tractor tomorrow, but you sell a farm today, it's hard to buy a farm tomorrow, especially one that's right where you're at. Now, if it's a farm that's far away, and um, you've always said, geez, if I could sell any farm, I'd sell that one and an opportunity to buy something closer. Uh, you know, right now, you could do that. You could sell it if you wanted to. There's still a market for it. We sold a farm today. We had a land lease auction today. There's still people buying farmland. Uh, today, interest rates are still cheap for a buyer to participate in a long-term loan. So you could still sell it. Um, we do have a product that we're partnering with, LandRenter.com, on uh, leasing out hunting rights. Now, if you've got, you know, a, a big chunk of pasture, if you got a spot along a river, a bank, or a stream, or you got some lowland uh, areas that have a lot of tree cover, and you got a lot of turkey and deer traffic running through it, and and nobody's been utilizing it to hunt with, we're going to be doing quite a bit of that here when we come around the August and September time period and into October, we're going to be auctioning off hunting rights. And now is the time for people to be thinking about that because we can take a lot of pictures and set up game cams. We can do a lot of work in, prep or in preparing uh, for uh, somebody who would want to see what's out there to be a successful bidder on it. So if you want to generate some extra cash, I know most of the time when we were always young, uh, you know, and my dad would let somebody go hunt on his property or pheasant hunt or something, they'd usually come over and bring a 12-pack of beer and a stick of summer sausage or something. And, <laughs> and, um, and I know that's fine and dandy, but, you know, the real estate taxes are up. Yeah. And a lot of these landowners, they need to figure out ways of offsetting the high-dollar tax burden that's put on all these ag land and uh, renting out ground that you usually doesn't have an income from is a, a product that we're bringing into the into light through the through the good folks at the land renter company and if they want more information just go to landrenter.com. Well, uh, today, landrenter.com, which uses the Big Iron platform, just concluded their first land lease auction today. Uh, sounds like it went pretty well. What can you tell us about it? Well, one thing that we really liked about the model of LandRenter was in protecting the integrity and the relationship uh, that the landowner has with the tenant. And that uh, information is kept confidential. So for those that were watching, you know, they couldn't really see anything unless they participated with a fee. And the reason why the fee was there was land renter uh, said that they just want the people that are serious and having an opportunity to rent that land, participate, and then they would have access to all of the, the bidding, all of the information. And uh, everybody that didn't have anything to do with it wouldn't be seeing what's going on because there's there's things that can happen when you talk with a landowner and a, and a tenant, right? And a tenant, if they 
if they're renting ground for X amount of dollars, whether it's in range of market value or if it's a sweetheart deal or maybe they're paying a premium for it, they don't necessarily want their neighboring tenants to know what's going on, as is the landowner doesn't want everybody to know what kind of income they're generating. And maybe they are giving a sweetheart deal to somebody and they don't want anybody to know that. And maybe they're topping the market and they don't want anybody to know that. And those things exist every day all across America. So the land renter folks said, why don't we just uh, have a participation fee so the serious people participate and uh, they can bid on land that is up for lease. So there was 225 acres of pivot irrigated land in Dodge County. We can tell you that there were 10 participants. And we can tell you that the landowner was thrilled with the results. And that's pretty much what we're going to tell people about it because we're going to try to keep all that information confidential. And we do know that we had 41,000 views um, on some of the social media information that went out. And we know that we had multiple pages of people who clicked the watched link on the website because they were really curious on how it worked. Well, when the, when the auction went dark is what we call it, five days before it ended, that means nobody could see the bids unless they were an active participant, you know, they really couldn't see anything. But, you know, our phone's been ringing off the wall all day long wanting to know what happened, and I guess our official answer was there were 10 active participants, and the landowner was very satisfied with the results. No, that's great, Mark. Well, and then in um, a more traditional land auction today, we had uh, land sell in Pierce County. Jim and John Stock were the real estate agents on that. Uh, what were your thoughts here? You know, that was some pivot irrigated land located south and west or west and south of Pierce, Nebraska. Possession was open, 120 acres with an older T&L pivot and a diesel power unit. Had a tank, good well. Um, you know, that's sold today on BigIron.com. Those results are open for the public to view. So you can go to Big Iron and, and check that out. As all of our uh, online land sale results are published so uh, all that information is available to check out. And one thing I like about our website, uh, we really have a real good marketing team, a great uh, video team. They can do some wonderful work showing the topography of, this, of the land just with the drone shots. They put together a nice package of information. So everybody that's interested in expanding their operation or looking for an investment opportunity, they can make sound business decisions by the information that's provided. And of course, our real estate agents are experts in the field. A lot of our real estate agents, in fact, most of them, they farm, folks. Uh, they still are actively farming. Uh, they may not farm half the country or half the county, but they get their hands dirty just like everybody else does. They understand uh, how important the farmland or the pasture land is to the people that buy it or to the investors that want to uh, invest in land. So they can talk the talk and give you a great uh, description of what it is you're bidding on and what you're buying. I think that's one thing that we're proud of. All of our real estate agents have a farming background. Well, I think we'll switch gears here now and we'll talk about equipment. Uh, what did you see that sold well on the April 22nd auction? Tell you what, if you needed a lawnmower, there were <laughs> lawnmowers on there and I, geez, they were selling really, really active. And we got more lawnmowers selling this week and we'll talk about that um, a little bit later. But uh, a lot of big items were selling. We had a lot of construction-related equipment selling here on Wednesday. And uh, if, if you are in the market for some construction equipment, we've got 
uh, a lot more of that type of equipment that is going to be on our website over the next couple of weeks. But the equipment that's sold, you know, when it's represented by the owner, it gives that buyer so much comfort and so much confidence. It, um, it's easy for them to make a decision uh, when they have a chance to talk to that owner or talk to the rep and have a chance to look at all the, uh, you know, pictures in the photograph, photographs that we're selling. Uh, we had some antique tractors that sold really well. We had some four-wheel drive tractors that were big horsepower that sold really, really well as well. Had a lot of sprayers selling this last Wednesday on the Big Iron website. We want to thank uh, the good folks like at Beller and Bacchus. They had a package of uh, tractors, some Case IH MX tractors. They had a McCormick tractor that also sold here last week. And all of the results on BigIron.com are always published on our website. And all you have to do is be a registered bidder to have access to that information. And folks, it literally takes five minutes or less, depending on your typing speed. I mean, I was a 63 words a minute guy. I don't even know if they rate typing anymore. <laughs> they don't call it typing. They call it keyboarding. What do they call it now, Drew? No, uh, yeah, I think they, yeah, I think you're right. I think they call it keyboarding. But. Keyboarding. So they can keyboard. And does anybody out there, I would like to know, I mean, people responding to this, does anybody really know what home row is anymore? Yeah. They, taught, they taught me that in high school. Yep. You know what home row is? Yep. Because I have seen people that are one, one finger peckers, hunt I call peck. them. Yeah, they hunt and peck with one finger on each hand. Yeah. And some people can actually go 50, 60 words a minute yeah. pecking with one finger. Mm -hmm. You know, but I use, I, I had a great teacher, Marianne Long. So if she's listening, God bless you, Marianne Long. She's a great teacher. She walked around with a ruler, and I know I'm making her sound like she was mean. <laughs> but doggone it, if you didn't have your hands, your fingers on home row, you got whacked. <laughs> so you learned the moment you sat down in your chair that your fingers were immediately on home row. Now, I was learning on a IBM Selectric 2 electric typewriter, not on a computer screen thing. I'm dating myself because they never even had a computer. I think there was one computer in the school when I was a senior. And uh, you, had, you, you had a little bit of time to go put in that big floppy disk drive thing and tried to figure out how to type a document with, I mean, I think they had a word processing thing back then, which was wonderful because you didn't have to have that little white uh, eraser tape that you put in the old keyboard and, or the whiteout. You could actually just backstroke yeah. uh, your backspace, your keys. It's like, are you kidding me? This is like heaven. <laughs> so a lot of people don't even know um, how that has all changed. But we want to thank the folks. Uh, we had a big sale in Omaha, Nebraska on Wednesday, and uh, one of our sales reps, Jeff Gertis, did an outstanding job. I shouldn't be kudosing everybody, but he does a nice job, folks, uh, representing the seller's products. And um, we had a retirement sale in Omaha. They sold a 2013 Ford F-250 Super Duty regular cab, long box, four-wheel drive pickup. This was a gas burner with about 74,000 miles. That sold for uh, just under $14,000, and they had several other items. We had some collector trucks, some of these old uh, 1946 Chevrolet two-ton flatbed trucks that were selling. One in Humphrey, Nebraska brings $3,750. We had a 2016 John Deere 330G Skidster that was located in Kearney, Nebraska, brought $36,500. We uh, had the FFA students in Oklahoma selling a lot of different things, and some of these real customized uh, trailers, uh, tilt bed trailers, utility trailers, uh, smoker grills. There was one of these smoker grills brought over $6,000, but was wow. it sweet? 
It was a big double propane tank uh, converted into four different cooking stations with a big wood fire box on a tandem axle trailer. They put some time, energy, and effort and planning into that thing, and it sold really well. There was a John Deere 4995 self-propelled windrower. It was an 05 model that sold in Walden, Colorado for 36000 bucks. And the list goes on and on. There's an uh, item on an auction that always sells too high, and there's always on an item on an auction that was probably a good buy. And uh, Big Iron has those items as well. So you always have to be paying attention. You have to take your time and go through, like, or watch the items that at least grab your attention. And if you download the Big Iron Auction app on your smartphone or your mobile device, I mean, all you have to do is look on your watch list and scroll through the things that you have some interest in. And if it looks reasonably priced, it's so easy just to click once or twice and you're participating. We sold quite a few uh, hay-related items. We had some small square balers. We had some big square balers. We had a big hay buster tub grinder uh, that was selling. We sold some forklifts uh, this last week. We sold a grain bin that was located in Montana. It was a 20,000 bushel grain bin that was put up in 2016, brought 14250 bucks, but it had to be moved within 30 days. So somebody's got to get up there and take it down and, uh, you know, there's an expense to removing a grain bin, but we sell those items on Big Iron all the time. Uh, there was a tri-axle manure spreader on a Peterbilt 379 chassis. It was a tri-axle uh, truck, and it sold in Sioux Center, Iowa for 32500 bucks. Had a lot of semi-trucks, a lot of really nice day cab trucks, folks. Had a mobility fertilizer spreader that brought a little over 15000 But once again, all the information um, regarding the equipment that sells is always kept in the archives under auction results on the BigIron.com website. All righty, and what do we got coming up here on the April 29th auction? You know, we're getting a nice run of sales, and I know a lot of people are busy in the field in a lot of parts of the country right now, and thankfully we have a little different spring this year than we did last year. Last year we were wet, we were soaking wet, we were still draining. There was water from, you drive down I-29 last year all the way to Kansas City, and both sides of the road was looked like a lake, yeah. looked like an ocean. But, um, you know, hey, folks, we got a Jeep Wagoneer that's going to sell in Deschler, Nebraska. Um, you know, it's kind of like one of those IH Scouts. You remember those Chevy Blazers yeah. that everybody used to kind of have years and years ago? But one of those good old-timer collector pieces will be sold. We've got Adam Frost, Briley, and Valley, Nebraska. Got a 6140 John Deere tractor. It's a 2015 model. It's only got 312 hours on this machine. Also, a Polaris Ranger pickup with 2,300 miles will be selling. Uh, that's a four-door Polaris Ranger 2013, so check that out. We've got lawnmowers. I mentioned this before. Four Rivers Equipment in Burns, Wyoming. they got a whole fleet of lawnmowers that will sell. These are just trade-in, folks, and uh, they've been through the shop. They're going to be good machines for you, so check it out. The Alden State Bank in Sterling, Kansas has got a big package of equipment. They got a lot of welders. If you need items for your shop, check it out. They got C clamps. They got vice grip stands. They've got hand tools. They've got uh, Lincoln wire feed welders. They've got uh, Toyota and uh, Utelev forklifts. Uh, one of these is a 2015 model machine that's only got 561 hours on it. So right now, a lot of people moving some seed corn and boxes, seed boxes, soybean boxes around. You need a forklift. We're selling those. Now, 
Brian Lobby is in Lexington, Nebraska. He's got a 1993 Cobalt boat on a tandem axle trailer. So I know a lot of people probably want to get out of their house. Uh, you probably have some social distancing when you get out in the middle of the lake, folks. Take this boat, dip it in the water, get in there, put it in reverse, grab your fishing pole, and uh, throw your phone into the water. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But, um, you know, spend some time out on the water. We've got a couple of retirement sales, one in Riverton, Wyoming, for Daryl and Bonnie Leonhard. They got a pair of Massey Ferguson 54-55 mechanical front tractors. One's got 2,700 hours. One's got 4,000 hours. We got a big package of equipment in Hastings, Nebraska, for Cornerstone Bank. They got a lot of John Deere equipment. Uh, a couple of these John Deere 7130 and 7230 premium mechanical front tractors with loaders will be selling on that sale. 3,300 hours, 3,800 hours. Got a John Deere 9660 combine as well that will be sold. So check that out. They got quite a few power units and uh, livestock feeding equipment as well. Caroline Peters in Westboro, Missouri. Folks, they got a 2018 Honda Foreman 500 Rubicon. It's only got 976 miles on this red machine. So that's right in use season for irrigation, checking your wells and stuff coming right around the corner, getting out there and checking the pasture fences. Those things work pretty handy. I know if you got some, uh, if you got some uh, trees growing out there, them little doggone cedar trees, you can go out there with a four-wheeler and whack them down, but be safe out there. Grony's Outdoor Power, every year in April, they sell a package of lawnmowers that they took in on uh, trade. So they are from Grand Island, Nebraska, and they've got a bunch of riding lawnmowers, rear baggers, non-rear baggers, some grasshopper mowers. So check out their package of equipment that will sell in. Gary Mansfield is retiring from Ray, Colorado. A big Ford 876 four-wheel drive tractor is part of his uh, retirement sale. We've also got some uh, sprayer trailers. If you want to haul your sprayer around, check that out. Ken Krejci and Mick Gawk. They are by Fairmont, Nebraska. They got a Massey Ferguson 8650 with 2,050 hours. That will be sold on the April 29th online auction. We got Larry and Mary Brackenhoff's retirement sale in Schuyler, Nebraska. I tell you what, Clint Werner's doing a fantastic job. He's the big iron ISR rep. Uh, he's got quite a good following in his trade area, and he's very meticulous, so we're hats off to him. We got a lot of power units, folks, selling for the Robin Ranch in Dixon, California. So if you need some Case PX190 uh, power units, they got 1,100 and 1,200 hours on these machines, and we we can't verify whether those are accurate, but that's what's showing on the odometer. But check them out if you need some power units, and um, the list goes on and on. Check out BigIron.com. Everything sells with no reserves, as always, to the highest bidder. And our reps are doing an outstanding job being very safe when they list equipment, folks. They uh, can do majority of everything all by themselves. If you, the property owner, uh, are capable of moving the equipment to an open area where they can take the pictures, they can do that all by themselves. They can do the paperwork with you over the Internet, or they can leave paper in your front screen door, and you can sign it, and you can throw it back underneath their windshield wipers or on their front seat of their pickup. Um, you know, everybody's got hand sanitizers. Everybody's got masks. Um, everybody is being extra cautious and will continue to do so until we can all get a shot in the arm or they have a, a way to tell us that, hey, we can take this pill after we're not feeling well and it's going to make us healthy again. So everybody be safe out there. It will get better. 
We promise, because everything has their cycles. We just got to stay the course for now. Yep, that's all we can do. Just hope for the best. Alrighty, that's our show for today, folks. I'd like to thank our guest, Mark Stock. It's always a pleasure. And remind everyone that the real estate mentioned on today's show can be found at BigIronRealty.com. The land lease auction can be found at LandRenter.com. And the equipment that was referenced is on the April 29th auction on BigIron.com. For the Big Iron Buzz, I'm Drew Dolezal. We'll catch you here next week.